What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts. This is Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable, and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast, unlike any other. Oh, yes, my friends, the 2024 PGA Tour season is underway, and this is Fairway Rollin', a golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Joined by in my incomparable accomplice, our PGA Tour correspondent, Nathan Hubbard. You can tell my birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, I have a song in my heart because professional golf is back. It is in Hawaii. Hawaii looks magnificent, so much better than the East Coast. We had fun golf. I wouldn't say necessarily that it was the most dramatic golf, but let's talk to the Nate dog, try and break this thing down and get excited for this upcoming schedule. It's a two ball. The pegs are in the ground. Off we go. Nate dog. 
How's your shaka? Aloha. Aloha. We're back. This felt good, House. Yes, felt good. It felt good for this to be the start of the season and admittedly nestled amongst much more interesting and exciting football things. This felt right to start at Kapalua and to have not like to figure out exactly what's going on in the FedEx Cup standings. It was a strange tournament in a number of ways. Yeah. But we had the beautiful views. We had what seemed like maybe an improvement on NBC's part. Maybe they got the memo that they were getting their ass kicked by CBS last year and took it personally. Maybe. And we had some golfers. Yeah, and we had some golfers who showed out and showed up in a fun way that suggests we're going to have a really great, albeit super strange, season of golf ahead of us. I, I have a question for you before we get going. Should we say every week that the field is watered down, or are we just going to say it no. once at the beginning of the year and that's it? This is it. We're not the fact that John Rahm, the defending champion, was not there. He was in Maui. I mean, yes, doing living his best, you know. Hawaii life, why not? Positive vibes only, John Rahm. Um, but that's it. We'll say it this one time here in, in, in at the beginning of, of the season, the first event under our belts. From here on out, no longer shall we say that the fields on tour are watered down by, by missing the live people, right? Correct. We're going to get there. There's some chatter this week about where we're headed. But even as we look to Hawaii this week, to the Sony Open, We've got the defending British Open champion. We have last year's U.S. Open champion. There are more guys playing these supposedly bullshit, not important events than we might have expected. But this week at Kapalua, it was the big guys who remained, minus Rory, plus some riffraff. Yeah. (laughs) To build out the field. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure the riffraff were as critical. I mean, you didn't have a whole lot of riffraff that made it up inside the top 20 uh, of this tournament. But we saw a lot of the things that we mentioned last week we might be expecting. We saw them come to fruition here. We saw Sahith Tigala, who got the win in Napa, play really well here with the big boys, shoot a 10 under on Sunday and finish second sort of validating the work he put in in the fall when he didn't have to play, did he? We saw uh, a a number of these guys who we've talked about, they got to have big seasons, all show up at this tournament, which was 59 guys instead of the usual small, small field, and give us an indication that they're all going to be kind of neck and neck this year. I mean, I I love to see Scheffler, Morikawa. We can talk about how they all played, but Scheffler, Morikawa, Xander, Cantlay, yeah. Spieth, all Those bundled. The names. Hatton, Homa, Boom. Fitzpatrick, all bundled here at the top. Jason Day, hello, nice to see you. Glad it wasn't just a one-year phenomenon. Your resurgence, Brian Harmon, Skinny Sungjae, like I, they're all here. They're all here. It's a, we're, we're all back, and and we don't know whether or not Jason Day is skinny because he was wearing. Uh, Who could tell? His, his, his he's channeling his Chris uh, Weber's it, uniform from the university when he called the timeout against UNC. I mean, uh, you know the the 
I, I guess from Malbon's perspective, any publicity is good publicity, but everybody just dunking on the, the outfits. I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, we've, we have, we've had a good time with Victor Hovland in some of the outrageous clothes yeah. that, uh, Jay Lindbergh puts him in, but this Malbon thing is a whole different deal. Now, Jason Day finished tied for 10th. So, so if he's going to like, just collect top tens and look like a street rat. Uh, you know, go, 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 go get it, buddy. Yeah, it was more Billie Eilish at the Golden Globes than anything else. But he, 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 he let's just say he was in the oversized gear, wasn't he? I mean, and it was deliberate. It was, it was, you know, the, the, the Steve Carell meme with, uh, you know, who's, who's that handsome man? Ryan, not the Ryan, uh, it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, whichever the handsome man from that movie. <laughs> Me and the memes. You know Jesus. what I'm talking about. It went all around the, the internet. It was hilarious. In any event, I like this event, this this Kapalua event, because it really did hit some high notes for some trend lines that we identified last week. Most important, let's start with noteworthy things. First of all, flowers to Chris Kirk. Tremendous yes. job by Chris Kirk. By far the best in terms of the sixth. Now that's his sixth win. That's the, hmm. the the highest quality win of his career. No, no two ways about it. Highest quality win, and it continues this trend of late of winners who have hashtag perspective, doesn't it? Who seem to be able to hang on in those tough, difficult moments and get the W because they've sort of battled some adversity in their life and they're able to compartmentalize the stress on the course. We've seen a lot of that just since the fall even of whether it was Eric Van Royen, you know, the like, all, all uh, being able to power through. Chris Kirk, when he's striking the ball, is a menace. Yeah, obviously EVR. And then um, Camille Bijegas, who, you know, for a minute we saw him up near the top of the leaderboard yeah. for this Not event. really which well this week. Great to see. Great to see. Um, noteworthy performances. Let's give out s- some grades. You mentioned already Scotty Scheffler. You're going to be shocked. Nate, he was first in tee to green this week. Well, that was what was weird about this event. I mean, Chris Kirk, shout out for learning how to play golf left-handed to take his mind off real golf and then picking up the righty clubs and and winning. But, I mean, Scheffler, look, there were some signs. I mean, Justin Ray put out the stat. For the first two rounds, he was plus two over plus two strokes gained putting. He was eight for 10 putting from four to eight feet. The second two rounds, he lost over five strokes putting. He was four for nine from four to eight feet. The weirdest thing about this tournament for me this week was guys one through five, plus Xander, who was number seven, who were T to green, all putt like, in T to green, all putt like shit. So Mm. Scotty was first, he was 44th in putting. Max was second T to green, 52nd in putting. Colin was third. 40th in putting. Lucas Glover was fourth, striking the ball great. Supposedly, we'd solved the problems with a broomstick. He was 58th in putting, second to dead last. Patrick Rogers was fifth, 50th in putting. Xander was seventh, only 37th. So the guys who really were great tee to green kind of struggled with the putter. And I think that more than anything is what opened the door for Chris Kirk, who finished sixth tee to green, which was super respectable, only 27th off the tee, 14th on approach. So it's not like he did anything amazing. He was first around the greens. That helped. And 11th in putting. But I, I, that's where, 
it just was interesting to see guys actually showed up pretty sharp swinging the club and the best guys showed up pretty sharp. And we're talking about Scotty, Max, Colin, Xander, uh, all in the top seven, but they just, they just had not gotten the rock rolling. And I think that's why they go and play this event, right? Is to, is to get the juices flowing again. They'd been out of real competition. Those guys had for quite some time. Scotty obviously won in December at Tigers thing, but I wouldn't call that like it, it, as much of a tournament as this was. So look, I, I was really optimistic through uh, Friday night because you and I talked about how Scotty has had a, a major goat status sitting right under his nose. Yes, he won player of the year. Did they put the thumb on the scale so that he got it instead of Rom? Probably, but did he deserve it? it? Yeah, it was one of the best ball striking seasons we've ever seen on the PGA Tour, and it's it's right there for him. And I think those first two days suggest he's starting to fit, figure the putter out. Yeah, and and I will glass half full the putting performance for Scotty. I will say, you know, it, he was in line with his peers in the sense that you just mentioned a bunch of guys with different that you didn't just mention as you rattled off those names, all of the worst putters on tour. And here's how we know, here's the barometer. Look up, um, Denny McCarthy for me real quick. Tell me Denny McCarthy's putting numbers. Um, this this on the week week? at Kapalua. Yeah. 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 Just tell me where he finished. So Denny in terms of putting was, you know, I know he wasn't first because you know who was first this week. Right. Right. Denny was 39th in putting. See? Boom. There you go. Glass half full, baby. We're not taking any of those guys who you just rattled off. And most importantly and prominently, Scotty Scheffler and saying that putting performance portends how this is going to go. The same bad putting mojo for Scotty. I'm not doing it. I, I won't go yeah. there, Nate Dog. I okay. think, look. When when Denny McCarthy finishes 39th in the field, that's all you need yeah. to know he, about he, the putting condition. He lost 0.46 strokes putting. Scotty lost, you know, 0.64 strokes putting. So they they both lost. They didn't do great. But the, yeah, the best players, and to your point, the best putters, save for one guy, <laughs> did not show up with a hot flat stick in Kapalua. Okay, let's go. We got to talk about Jordan Spieth. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, Jordan Spieth in 20th tee to green, 37th off the tee, 29th in approach, first in putting. Bang, bang. And that's with the bad three foot miss where Kiz on the broadcast (laughs) was like, just knock it in, bud. I mean, he really could have separated himself even more. It's just always going to be a ridiculous wild, wild ride with Spieth, isn't it? He, he had put himself into contention. We're coming down the stretch. It, Feels like if Kirk can birdie 18, you know, he's going to be all right, although Kirk's in that last group. But then Spieth with just a bad bogey on 16. It's a 372-yard par four that day. Very scorable. And it just takes him out of contention. And then true to Spieth form, he's he's got an eagle look on 18 that would have at least gotten him into a playoff. So I think generally speaking, seeing him show up putting that way, even with all the insanity and the back and forth talk with Michael, it's, it, I, I, I took a, all the positives I could out of that. It was a mediocre tee to green performance. It was a great putting performance. Yeah. And, and that's fine, right? Because you just said it, we're going to live on the roller coaster 
with Jordan Spieth. And there's room for improvement. It's only glass half full, positive vibes here on Fairway Rolling at this early stage of the season, Nate Dog. I'm on that speed roller coaster ride. Plenty of room for improvement in the ball striking yep. and the off the tee. And and let's just let the hot putter be the thing. It was the thing yeah. back when he, you know, uh kids calling him the golden child. You know, he's still yeah. he still, you know, he occupies that status. It's still the guy that a lot of people want to watch on television. Yeah, and look, he had a bad break, so it, it is what it is. But yes. I, I I I think this is for for the truthers of which it is well documented I am one. This is a great start. I have been at Kapalua with Jordan, with Michael in years past and seeing the way that he gets into the season via this tournament, uh, this was a very, very good start to the year. I, I also think there's a couple other guys who, you know, we, we talked about Sahith at the beginning, but Tigala just serves notice that playing and winning in the fall mattered. Eric well, Cole, Eric yeah. Cole with the top 20. Like, both these guys... Like it. They, they, they did some grinding. They played when they didn't have to. For Cole, it's about you know, his, his PTSD from being on mini tours and not qualifying for the KF, you know, KFT and having this opportunity and just sort of maniacally needing to keep playing. For, for Tigala, it was, we know that this guy's going to win not just the, the tournament in Napa. He, he, this is a guy who's going to be in big tournaments down the stretch. I mean, for me right now, I, I, I look at Tory Pines and say, Tigala is... If you can get decent odds on Tigala right now, and we don't like people betting the winners, but Tigala and his game playing in Cal Southern California, which is is a home area for him, th th there's a real chance. But between that and the Phoenix tournament, if he chooses to play Phoenix, which got away from him two years ago, he's going to get a big one in the early part of this year, I think. Well, so you you could feel me, speaking of the, of the vibes, you could feel me uh, chomping at the bit to make the observation about just that handicapping you walked us through, which is to find venues where his slight, um, slightly erratic accuracy off the tee may not be super punished. Um, but the courses that, that have, so Phoenix, well, Tory would be, a, yeah, fits Tory would be a bad call on that front. So you might be right. It's it, I just was thinking, it depends on what the rough is, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. Bringing you, him you back can, to California. You can, you can, you can be, you know, uh, our guy, um, the Australian, I could, well, Leishman, Mark Leishman won right. Tory within the last five years with hitting less than 50% of, of the fairways. It's possible. And by um, the way, Leishman won Napa too. So. Uh, so th there, there is that, but look, he was, uh, Tigala was eighth tee to green. So yeah, does he get a little loose? Maybe, but I mean, he was 13th off the tee. He was ninth with the putter 10th on approach. That's just, I read that as consistency, sharpness to the game. He's been working. It's coming around. We've known it was our boy Sobel talked about it when he first was coming, you know, up on the tour. Uh, and and out of Pepperdine, th this is a real guy, and I I do think you're probably right. If you're going to circle a big one, I, I assume he's going to commit to Phoenix because I know in his heart of hearts he that one still burns, and and the game is as sharp as ever. He should win Phoenix this year. Well, speaking of sharp, you kind of uh, gave a little bit of a teaser on this at the at the outset. Um, I enjoyed the the, the NBC broadcast. 
I thought that the vibe was right now. There is, you know, a sort of a natural built-in advantage because of the pent-up appetite of golf fans like you and I for the season to start, to see the guys again. It's in Hawaii, which, you know, an unmatched setting. We have 400-yard drives galore. Max Homa hit the longest measured driver <laughs> drive in the history of the, the tour. Uh, and he was very, winds were up. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, they, they have the drone tracking the ball as it rolls down 18. I like the production value was there and they took advantage of the natural advantage that emanates from that venue. Rolf was there giving us his, uh, his Hawaii vibe. I thought they treated the, um, Lahaina, um, aspects very sensibly and, you know, thoughtfully, um, and looking at that community and what happened and how this uh, golf tournament can only happen with with you know um, folks that were affected by that um, because th- those are the people who who work at this venue, right? Um, and then the this actual is effusive praise from you. Well, the actual showing of the golf was good. I I, I enjoyed it. Like Kiz was was tremendous, um, and that deserves its own thirty second uh, compliment. What a revelation. We, we, we've been getting this, right? And mainly from um, CBS, not NBC, right. where we are getting current players in the booth and those players are watching some golf and giving us some, some commentary. Like, we had a tremendous time of that with John Rahm um, yes. at Harbortown yes. last year. And there's a few other examples. Look, it well, started with Phil. It started yeah, well, with Of Phil. course. You're right. Yep. Yes, it did. And he's, by the way, Still the best. Like, yeah. you know, if you put him in the booth right now, I'm in. I'm I'm I would watch for him. And that yeah. that is a, a sort of a rare thing. He's a dick and he has all of the stuff that that you know you can you can say about him that is absolutely appropriate and fair. But He's goddamn him talking golf uh in a booth is is good. But kids was was terrific. He was uh exactly that congenial fellow that you imagine the guy that you met you could you, maybe we were having a couple beers while we were watching the golf he gave some tremendous technical insight stuff in terms of trajectory and and the approach open guys, stance on the putting uh, am- amazing was very amazing right talking about how perhaps the reason he's struggling is because he's got a setup not unlike his driver which is open and that that is a uh, is an inhibitor to him hitting his lines and you you kind of say, God, it, it, it doesn't need to be that hard, does it? You need guys who are close to the game, who know some of the players, and who are out there and, and have done it at the full pro level. I mean, not to take anything away from Noda Begay. I mean, I think Noda does a pretty good job, but Smiley's one step closer to it, and I think that's why Smiley's insights are sometimes a lot more interesting because he's been there more recently. Yeah, and and... This is repeatable. I, I I don't know because it seems like NBC, with its uh, production of golf, remains in, in transit. They haven't, you know, announced a, a, like who the analyst is going to be right. for the majors. They have the two, both the British Open and the U.S. Open. It seems like it's going to be Jeff Ogilvy. I thought that that was the like. lead contender, and that would be great. I love Jeff Ogilvy. Every time he talks, yeah, he, I hear, I learn something. He's a smart guy, but w- yeah. W- 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 we shall see. Uh, but and, and look, man, we, we try segments. to call balls and strikes fair yeah. here on the fairway rolling. Good job by NBC. This Good week, job. Time. Good job. And and it seems like they poured it over the graphic stuff. And I hope that that comes with all the other telecasts. And I, uh, I did hear one criticism. Did you 
Did you mind that they pushed up um, Sunday so that there was no conflict whatsoever with the football? They tried to get as much uh, golf done. They had to push it up on Sunday to avoid Sunday night football. But did, were you upset about that at all? No, I wasn't. Okay. Me either. I didn't mind. It, it, it just means there's more time I get to sit on my couch and have an excuse to not move. I wanted to watch football. Yes. So it was I fine. wanted to watch I wasn't going to switch. I wasn't going to switch. Thank you for not making me figure out the DirecTV stream app and how I got it in the YouTube going back and forth. Fuck off. This so we is, said this, all this these nice great. things about NBC because it's going to be hilarious when uh, the football game on Saturday night is exclusively shown on the Peacock. <laughs> football on the cock is going to be... I'll do, you know, a lot of people are saying it. I'm not the first to say it. It is definitely going to be a shit show and I am here for all of it. I can't wait for that. Um, Why did they put that game? Amazing. So good. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. Speaking of a mess, actually not a mess at all. News in the world of golf. Tiger Woods and Nike uh, have ended their 27 year partnership i think both parties did very 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 well uh on behalf of each other and i have a confession to make okay i like the nike golf clothes kind of in general the stuff that they make available for the public i can't tell you the last time i my own self purchased a tiger woods emblazoned uh, clothing item, okay. including the shoes. Okay. Nor can I tell you the last time that I saw anybody that I play golf with in Tiger Woods garb. I Do don't know if that's, that's because me. it's is that because there there's been this like explosion of smaller brands that you know the Jason Day partnership being an example of one that that are sort of more niche and that that's become cooler and that the guys are doing that. I mean. What do you attribute that to? Maybe, maybe uh, I, I don't know. Or is I mean, it shitty it's, product? It's still the case that people wear Jordan. Like you see Keegan Bradley wearing Jordan golf shoes on the golf course, like the Jordan brand, um, you know, and and that style of shoe that the like the Nike Dunk Lows and stuff that you see Tony Finau in. I I don't know what the you know if there there's no single culprit in terms of how attractive the tiger garb may or, or, or may not be. Um, yeah. I just, I, it, it never really resonated is the way yeah. I'll put it. The margins on golf product are super high because it's generally a wealthier, higher income driven sport in a lot of ways. So it affords for more competition from people who can create more product because they make more money. They can do it in smaller batches. That's the business of it. And I wonder if the nicheification of it and non-individual focus part of of some of these new brands has something to do with it either way it also suggests a strategy from Nike i mean let's be honest i think they they made decisions uh you know in tennis with players at the end of their career to to back away right and yeah. federer it, it, being the most prominent Sure, exactly. And so it's it's not unlike, you know, making a decision about whether you're going to pay Derrick Henry if you're the Titans. And by the way, God, would, are, are we, are we going to get Vrabel? We're, we're talking, Nate and I are trying to speak into existence, Mike Vrabel, to Washington, D.C. I put out an all-caps tweet. I'm, I regret it. I, you, you're never supposed to do 
all caps tweet or X or whatever you call it. Right. I, I know I violated yeah. protocol, but I just couldn't help myself. Like Vrabel is available and we have Josh Harris sitting right here surrounded by other super smart, you know, wealthy, go get a winner. Let's get a winner. That guy is a goddamn winner. And the number two pick in the draft house. That like, how attractive is that combination? And a defense that's salvageable, even though yeah. we gave away two of the the, the top 15 uh, pass, pass rushers, rushers in the NFL. Yeah. Um, that is our minute in the Washington C-words here You're on welcome. Fairway Rolling. You're um, welcome. But continuing uh, onwards and upwards um, with the goal, I, I, you, you mentioned the nicheification. So it's the speculation, there's two potential theories out there. He's one got is, something coming, right? Well, one is TaylorMade jumping into the apparel, and maybe it could be like limited edition, limited run. They have the 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 preeminent, um, you know, uh, stable of of golfers. So if they wanted to jump in with with clothes in a in a limited run kind of way, they they could do it. The other one that seems like it might have more legs is Grayson because Grayson. There was a tweet earlier this week that they signed Charlie Woods to a clothing deal, ah. and he was wearing Grayson um, during the PNC event. But that fits that sort of notion, that mode of some equity. Maybe they give uh, oh, sure. some equity. And isn't um, Justin Thomas already um, in some kind of equity uh, position with with Grayson? Well, there you go. And and I, he's I think part that's of the Woods true. family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um, well, look, you are the golf drip guy. I am a slob when I'm not wearing sweatpants and rock shit on the course. I'm just trying to keep my shirt tucked in. You, however, are a very handsome dresser. Does Tiger Woods apparel appeal to you? If it was Grayson, yes, because the Grayson stuff is dope. Um, I love the lines of it. I love the cut. I love the the colors. I, I'm a, I'm a Grayson uh, advocate, and they they're not they're not paying us on this show, Nate Dog. Maybe we can work on that. But uh, yeah, I, I'll wear me. I have some. I can go right downstairs right now and pull up some some of the Grayson. I, I like I like their stuff. So if that's the direction that it goes, um, and they could put their touch yeah. on it, maybe Tiger, you know, no. is appeal to that generation. Yeah, there, there's there is no question that every athlete in the future looks backwards at the Michael Jordan Nike relationship and the Jordan brand and says, I need to, when I renew whatever deal I signed, I'm going to have equity on a go forward basis because that at the end of the day is how you build intergenerational wealth. It's not from a salary. It's from equity ownership in things. And that is what this is about for Tiger, who does not need the money, but certainly needs the business challenge. And uh, that's what we're going to see. So, so good on you, buddy. Go get it. Maybe that's where it lands. That would, it would be cool. Um, he, it, it may yet be tailor made clothes. Who knows? What we're, we're, I'm sure we'll see soon enough. Uh, only other in the world of golf news item that I want to call to your attention this week, uh, Rory. Nice mm. bit of, uh, you know, we're getting contemplative Rory. We always get contemplative Rory, but he's now had the opportunity to get out of the policy boardroom. And ruminate a little bit about his, he's being self-reflective on his, you know, approach to live and what he was trying to do. And he did a podcast with some soccer dudes a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's wearing a very funny looking sweater. Speaking of of drip, he it's like a shawl collar 
cardigan anyway uh don't with judge. a crew neck on uh, you'll be wearing a, it in three weeks if somebody tells you it's cool i don't i don't think i would but in really? any event and then this week john huggin in uh golf digest um rory is in dubai because you know he he still shows some great some allegiance to the dp um world, world tour, tour. Yeah. and it's it's great to play two events back to back um he lived in dubai for four years so um you know he's got the connection there anyway and the connection to the to the folks um behind that event but uh i thought the comments you know he's he's walking back some of the live stuff acknowledging that there is uh, a, a harmonious coexistence potentially in some form or fashion he's still and i think he's right is like i don't get the live products he's not wrong yeah. about that but the thing that i like the best about the hugging thing is something that has been a theme of ours as we've tried to dissect part of you know how how it came to pass that that live had the opportunity that it had and it goes to this notion of a you know more world golf more golf right. and he made the observation i keep asking you you know golf is like a two and a half billion dollar revenue business and and you know rory saying there's got to be a way to, to get or six to, yeah. right that's it and part of that is going to places that are fanatical about golf that are underserved by the best professionals in, in the world. Now I, I, I will give, you know, a, a tip of the cap to the notion of the, the loop in China that they attempted a handful uh, of years ago. I mean, obviously the geopolitical relationship between the U S and China now uh, makes that not feasible in China's uh, track record in its own stead as a host for these kinds of tournaments, you know, whatever value, I'm not sure. But uh, the, the, the events in South Korea and Japan, the Zozo um, being, you know, prominent, one of those. And Rory's comment is like, we need to get to these countries that are hosting opens and Australia, raise the prominence. Yes. South Africa. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. And as a guy who has won the Scottish Open and the Canadian Open and, you know, on down the list. Um, it, there's a certain logic to it that I do think, you know, there's, there is some potential there. Everyone's talking about peace in the realm. Phil responded to Rory's comments by saying, it's not the time for piling on. We, it's time to be harmonious and bring it together. It feels a little bit self-serving for the live guys to say that because the hardest issue that has to be solved is how are the guys who stayed going to get paid? Do they just get left holding the bag and the and the live guys being like, yeah, let's all come together and let's let's focus on go forward is sort of a way of sweeping under the rug the fact that they took the money, right? And I, I just I, I can't imagine that that a guy like Rory is gonna be okay just jumping on the world tour and half the guys there uh took three hundred million dollars, he turned down half a billion and it it's all good. Now we're just playing for the same money. So, but where do they draw the line, right? I mean. Tony Finau sucked this week relative to Ben on at Kapalua. So who gets the check in this situation? But Tony Finau definitely got an offer to go to live, and I'm pretty sure Benny on did not. Yeah, so who- I mean, that. I don't think that's a hard call, right? Look at the list of uh, the pill list, right? The public image list. What What's that list, list called? The top, the, 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 the pip? The pip. Yeah, the pill. The pill. I'll, I'll be awake soon enough it's early it's first week in the, in the season 
<laughs> public image limited limited um yeah that so th- those are the guys that move the needle i don't think we really debate debate but, but that but they're hard questions where do you draw the line I mean, what i'm saying is it's great to talk the talk house and say we should all come together but there's still really hard questions that have to be resolved and there is still underlying resentment bitterness anger uh, frustration from the guys who stayed spieth thomas Rory, on down the list. Like those guys are still are gonna need some uh, remuneration uh, to to I think feel good about coming together and make it happen. It is nice to hear Rory outlining a vision for a world tour. It's also nice to hear Rory sort of saying, "Hey, if it's something like F one or something like the cricket league, the team thing could potentially be interesting. I could see us getting to seventeen events in the year, a bunch of them around the world, plus four majors. I could see us all doing that. Like there is this moment of healing as we go through the stages of grief, where it started with lots of anger and division, and now there's clearly a commitment to make it happen. I'm just saying, man, there are still some thorny, difficult issues to work out before they figure out this, uh, th- this, this sort of uh, Id- idyllic beautiful super league that that guys on both sides seem to be envisioning now well i i don't mean to sound dismissive uh but i i Uh what you just identified as the one of the key challenges the key problems has what to me seems like the easiest solution which is money (laughs) you just you said how are they gonna be made whole well the answer is make them whole uh So some combination of equity and money, I personally would take the money, but that's that's who 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 I am. I mean, you know, I'm I would prefer not to gamble on what the for profit vehicle that well, the you PGA gamble on everything else. Come on, man. I <laughs> maybe I, I would take it maybe three quarters money then, twenty, twenty-five in, in, in equity. Uh in in any event. Um we have more golf and and thank God uh we have the whole beautiful season. Out in front of us, uh, we are still in Hawaii. We're off to the Wailai Country Club. Uh, it's the Sony Open. This is the short par 70. You got to shoot 20 under to win. The golf course is perfectly flat and unremarkable in nearly every way. Um, it but sucks. We're still in Hawaii. Yes. It's a hotel golf course. Yes. That's, There's, I mean, that's that's the best you can say. That's all you and, can say. And every year, somebody almost mails in a 59 or does mail in a 59. So maybe we'll get one of those this week, depending yeah, on good. the wind. Um, one of the trend lines that you'll hear, you've been hearing, if you've been doing any of the research early in the week, eight of the last 10 winners of this event played the previous week at the Century. Uh, last year was an anomaly. None of the top 10, including the winner, Siwoo Kim, play the previous week, but that is very much off of the trend line. Um, and you know, good field, not an incredible field, but you know, we're, 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 it's we're better see. than I thought when they laid out the, the schedule at the beginning of the year. Again, we have Matt Fitzpatrick, come on down. Brian Harmon, come on down. We obviously have Ludwig Ober who had a tough, the tough, it's a first uh, start of the 2024 season. Didn't look like he had all the shit together there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, well, we've su- got, su- we Sunday got 63 feels like it might, you know, cure Fe- cure what ails. 
it feels like I mean, yeah, it, it just uh, it, it there it wasn't it wasn't as sharp as we expected. But he walks in this week in spite of a meh week. He walks in as the as the top guy in the odds board, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, and and I you know the the odds makers are no dummies. They recognize exactly where their exposure resides. They also recognize this the public sentiment um that this is a talent that is you know not not a up and comer not a guy who's making the leap he he is he has he he has arrived uh he has leapt there is you know no question about the the caliber of of his golf game every time yeah. that he walks out on the golf course he absolutely has a chance to win right he does now Justin Rose shot a 61 on Sunday in Kapalua. Does that make you want to, uh, you know, do you want to short him or are you long Justin Rose this week? If you like, if you liked mediocre weeks with strong Sunday rounds, how does that make you feel? Fine, fine. Well, you know, good for Justin Rose. I don't know. It, it doesn't change my handicap one way or the other. I was you bet him this week. I just see, no. him, I see him further up the board than I would have expected this week. And I, I'm staying away from Justin Rose. Yeah, me, me too. I, he's I mean, not he's, on, pl- on, you know, he's plus 200 to top 20. I, I just, I don't know. He's not on my card. Uh, speaking of on the card though, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Go for it. Um, I'm looking at, uh, Three guys that, and I'll just do all, all all three of them kind of at once. You can look up each of their respective performance at Wiley. Um, mix, mixed results across the board, but all three of these guys played last week um, at the Century. Tom Hoagie uh, mm. was up to his usual standard. We mentioned him last week as just a guy to keep an eye on at the Century. He was up to his standard for sure in the ball striking. Um, couldn't putt but has uh, some good performance at this venue. Absolutely the kind of guy that can win. Lucas Glover, uh, you mentioned yeah. the, the TD Green number um, and, and his ball striking carryover from the fall into, into First this. In approach. So bang, bang, he had a terrible putting performance. That's the time. Jump now on, on, on Lucas Glover. That's exactly the right condition. In fact, I'm looking... Uh, for for some odds, and I'll I'll get I'll get some finishing position odds lined up here. We'll try and concoct the best bet, and then Brendan Todd G- Glover who, Glover's plus two seventy to top twenty this week. There we go. There we go. Now now we're talking nearly three to one return on a guy who's striking the ball absolutely perfectly in the same form that had him win twice and make a very good case for being on the Ryder Cup. He's showing that same form. And an erratic putter in one week is no reason to run away. No mm. reason. So Lucas Glover, I'm 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 very bullish on him. And then I I I like this Brendan Todd. Uh, com- is the, 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 he showed right away that his new caddy Paul Tesori no longer with Cam Young. By the way, I made a nice bit of money on uh, fading Cam Young this most recent week. Um, that Tesori and the Brendan flow Todd. Is nice. Not much else was working. Well, I mean, it's okay. It's early. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Todd plus plus two hundred for a top twenty this week. There we go. So those are, I'm on those three guys: Tom Hoagie, Brendan Todd, uh, 
Lucas Glover, all three of those to top 20. That that's my, my, my lead in. Um, what do you got cooking? I don't hate it. Um, look, Akshay Bhatia. Great name. Plus 240 to top 20. He had three great rounds yeah. this past week and a big turd went in contention. Well, that's a, that's fine. I said great name, not in the sense that I'm saying, oh, his name is so wonderful. I'm saying great, great name, great call out, great call yeah. out for, for this. I love I, it. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about him at those numbers. I'm staying away from Willie Z this week. He's pretty far up on the boards. The putter was a big problem at the Tiger event, but so was everything else. He finished DFL. Um, and I think it's just going to take a little while. I mean, the putter has been Willie's problem, obviously, but it's going to take a little while for him to come back from that injury. So I'm, 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 I'm a little worried about that. I mean, I'll say this house. Sahith Tagala is plus 210 for a top 20. He just finished second with all of the categories of shots gained uh, approach and uh, around the green and off the tee and putting pretty damn strong. So I, that one feels like somebody's asleep at the switch. The only thing about that that the traders might have in mind is the premium over the years on accuracy yep. at this venue. You don't get punished in in the rough here. What you get no. punished with is like you're kind of out of position, so you're in the trees and you have to do something funky from the tree line because you're kind of blocked out by one of the angles. Yeah. Yep. I just looked at his performance last week all the way around and said, with this field of guys, which is, uh, are we allowed to say diluted still, or did we just swear that off at the top of the pod? I mean, watered down, diluted, I think they mean the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's been washed a bit by the waves of Hawaii. I, I, I believe that, that Tagala is, is sharp enough to top 20 in this event. Uh, but I also look at Patrick Rogers, who had a good week last week. He was fifth tee to green, fifth on like approach, fiftieth in putting, which I didn't like. But can he solve that in top twenty? Because if he can, you're going to get him at plus three sixty. Yep, yep, yep. Also um, worth noting, uh, we talked a little bit about Corey Connors last week. Um, he was up to his usual standards in terms of the quality yep. of striking, uh, and I'm I'm mentioning him because Sobel is super bullish uh on on him um he's this week. been so hot on Corey for he has. Yeah, the whole well, because year. the quality really... of the ball striking is there so it's worth acknowledging we say out loud um that that he's there do you have any interest in brian Harmon this week you know i don't i just got a little nervous about him being that high up and i i i think i think he's one of five guys who can Go do it. I, I'm actually more interested in Tyrrell Hatton. If you're mm. going to go towards the top of the board, Max Homer just called him the most underrated golfer in the world on Twitter today. Um, okay, I, you know he's second on the board, so that's it, it, you know you and I like to stay away from that. But if you can work Tyrrell into a few parlays, potentially Brian Harmon. This is the kind of course that Brian Harmon can go after for sure. Uh, but uh, look, I'm looking even further down. If you're thinking about making money, I mean, two guys who who certainly aren't going to win this golf tournament, but Nico Echevarria, he's plus 900 to top 20. He was T25 last week with all those good guys in the field, and he finished 67, 68, 67 on Friday over the weekend. That's maybe a longer shot to take a top 20 bet, see what see what the numbers look like for top 30. Yeah. And then you, you were pretty high last week on Pierce and Cootie. We both were excited about him coming in. 
I, I'm looking at his brother Parker, who just Monday queued in. And okay. That's an indication that he's playing well, coming in with a hot hand. I don't even see numbers for him on the board just yet. I would take a look over the next 24 hours and see if you can get, you know, he might be an interesting make cut bet. He might be an interesting top 20, top 30 uh, long shot to, to, to pair with some of, you know, the bets that you're probably going to make at the top of the board because it is a fairly top heavy field. Yeah, my parting shot is going to be on Andrew Putnam. Because anytime a guy shoots, you know, 15 under and gains almost four strokes on the field, uh, striking wise, um, plus 250 to top 20, uh, Andrew Putnam, nice um, track record, I think, at, at, at this uh, venue as well. Well, he has, uh, yeah, top five finish in Mexico, um, just in his, his, his rear back pocket. Um, yeah, right. Twice finished inside the top five. I knew Putnam was good. Um, at, at Wiley. So there we go. Uh, that, that's my parting shot. You have anybody else? No, you know, just a rooting interest. So yeah. let's, let's see this okay. week yep. start I to pair it. out. I want to see how the telecast takes a tournament that, you know, the ratings are certainly going to be lower because of the playoffs, yep. the Peacock notwithstanding. It's going to be, this is the first test of the tale of two tours that we're going to experience this this year, House. Let's see where we get. Okay. Fingers crossed for the best. Uh, my Eagle enthusiasts, my par saving pals, my birdie buddies, we're cranking. Ray Ray rolling is rolling. The world of golf is rolling. We're back in Hawaii again for some wonderful evening golf here on the west coast um if you are in a part of the country where you're able to play golf congratulations that is uh an aberration because most of the country that's not an option i'm actually going to be in los angeles this upcoming weekend nate dog i'm i'm going to make sure that our paths cross but we're not going to play any golf together so that that resolution remains outstanding for us but outstanding resolutions to all of you my par saving pals we're back next week until then please let's head up straight out there